My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. My name's Galway Trainer. I play Charity, a tiefling sorcerer, formerly tiefling warlock, uh, on Helpful Goat Gaming's podcast, Goats and Dragons, The Fates of Rin. You'll uh, see a tiefling with one horn broken off and one horn remaining, dressed sort of in silver robes, wander into the bar and is very obviously looking around for someone with some level of panic and he'll sort of bump up against your table um excuse me have you have you seen a halfling sort of a roguish smile must up brown hair probably shouting about how his name is burbage oh yes i was just talking to him not that long ago one of my associates took him out to show him something must have heard part of his tale he told and got curious. My name is Isra. I'm assuming it would be Charity? Um, yes, I'm Calderon Charity of the family. It's a pleasure. Is your companion a reasonably attractive man? No. That's probably for the best, then. I can, I can relax for a little bit. Burbage is less inclined to get into trouble. Um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you said your name was Isra. It, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. You seem rather nervous. Is everything all right? Um, my my family and I pretty consistently have, I don't know, forces of evil, the forces of gods, etc., trying to kill us. And the last time I left Burbage alone for any extended period of time, he declared it Burbage Kemp Day. This was while he knew he had bounty hunters after him looking for Burbage Kemp, so I get a little nervous when he's alone too long. Understandable. Don't worry. My associate will take good care of him. I would actually like to enjoy watching the fight of anyone who tries to harm her. She's rather resourceful and really hard to hit. Oh, excellent. Uh, They should make a good pair then. Burbage is... Surprisingly durable as well, though I still worry. May I join you for a moment, then? Oh, yes, absolutely. Pull up a chair. To, would you like a drink or something to eat? Uh, possibly an ale, if that was... Right. I'll have an ale for my friend here. Oh, thank, thank you. I gather you're the one who does most of the taking care of the family. Yes, that's that, that, that seems fair. Everyone needs someone to take care of them sometimes, and I'm lucky enough that they trust me to do that, but they've also taken care of me plenty. They are my family. I trust them with my life, and I have direct proof that that was a trust well-placed. Sounds like there's a bit of a story there. Uh, I mentioned the, you know, forces of evil gods, etc. Uh, not to alarm you, but it turns out that a god is trying to punch their way into this world and is rather determined to 
stop anyone trying to stop her, which would include my family, and particularly determined to try to stop me, since I used to work for her. Some of her agents found me and killed me at one point, but I told my family as the light faded that I trusted them, and then very shortly later, from my perspective, I woke up again with them beside me, so... You're rather fortunate indeed. You found some good people to travel with. And I admire your bravery going against the god. That's never an easy thing to do. Sometimes the right thing isn't the easy thing, but it doesn't change that it's the right thing. That is... that is true. Were you born into their service, or was it something you came to? No, I was... I was... Born, it's an odd question based on things that I've learned. Sorry, it's... I was born into a family that ran a thieves' guild. I worked for my father for years, and then something happened. I still don't know. The god, Behelet, she... I was given to her service, and she took my memories and sealed them away. I've gotten... Most of them back. I can remember my past, and I have no trouble remembering things since then. But exactly what happened is still a bit fuzzy. But I've also discovered that I was more or less created by her, designed to be a vessel for her to possess. So that's a... It's been sort of a fun 24 hours since figuring that out. I have a feeling we're going to need more... Drinks or there is many as you. Oh, thank, th- thank you. Another one of these. Thank, thank, thank you. So, what did you know before you remembered all of this? What did you know of your life? I knew almost nothing. I remembered waking up in a desert town called Federo with the command from Behelit that I was to be her charity and spread her message. I worked there defending the the sand quarter a a quarter of very downtrodden people that the authorities in the city didn't want to take care of it seemed the best thing that I could do and it was enjoyable but I did not know what my past was and honestly I was afraid of what my past was as heavy as sins can be when you know them they're much worse when you have no idea what they are That is true, and something most people don't understand. When you don't remember, you have no idea why you don't remember, and it's like this big, looming, dark question mark over everything. Yes, I... For a while, Burbage was racked with guilt over an action that he believed he'd taken that had killed someone, and I had to try to explain to him that I understood better than most in the family, what that guilt did, but that he had to understand when sometimes he accused me of being a stick in the mud or wondering why I was so upset about things I didn't remember. He had a sin, a specific thing that he did, whereas mine was anything I could imagine, and more. So how did you get your memories back? Another companion and the newest member of our family... Hakari is able to work with memories. First, we travel to a waterfall where 
all of us tried to remember things except for Burbage, who forgot the thing that he was guilty about, causing him a great deal of anguish when he proceeded to go home with the aforementioned bounty on his head, which he no longer remembered why there was a bounty. That was a whole thing. Sounds like a bit of a pain. Yeah, it was... that. that technically, that was what happened the last time I left Burbage alone for an extended period of time. He bolted back to his hometown and then had to immediately go into hiding when all of the guards tried to arrest him for a thing he literally didn't remember doing. But doing that gave me back my name and the very basics of my past. But then our family member, Akari, was able to use her magics to unlock the rest of my memory as well. Most of them, anyway. As I said, I still don't remember the exact details of my service to Behelet and how that came to be. Perhaps those will come back to you in time. I'm curious, though. What made you decide to stop serving the helot, even when you didn't remember? We had been traveling for, I think, a couple of months by then. And you seem widely traveled. You might know that the world is not always particularly kind to tieflings. Unfortunately, it is not. Burbage intervened on a caravan and stopped them from accusing me of murders that were occurring. Stopped them from lynching me, more or less. And sometime after that, Behelet became concerned that I was growing attached to my new family and told me that in order to fulfill my place with her, I must kill Burbage. I refused. I do not know the circumstances of why I was given but I know I desired to serve her. I I wanted to know my place in the world, but I wanted that place to be one of kindness, one of charity. To be commanded to kill someone who, even if I give him a little bit of flack, and to be fair, he doesn't always make the greatest decisions, someone who is fundamentally good and kind, that was too much. Good that demands the sacrifice of the good isn't right. Taking someone else's life is not a sacrifice. It's what some people don't truly understand. Is taking things from others is not a sacrifice. Giving of yourself is. I'm afraid to say that in my time, I have not found most gods to be especially giving. They seem to be rather more concerned with taking all in all. Annoying fact of reality. But perhaps that is their way, but it doesn't change the fact that our way can be better to each other. I think that my family helped show me that. They fought for me, they defended me, and I did the same. It's an odd thing to know that you don't know. Does that make sense? To to know that I had to have had a childhood, I had to have had a family, but I just couldn't remember them. And I think some part of me was worried that this family as we called ourselves would seem less real once I had my memories back and now that I do I realize that they're more real than any family I was born into because they chose you and they stood by you and I chose them even when you didn't remember everything and even when they knew you were serving the god that's apparently still trying to kill them yeah, she's kind of a pain. But for the first time, with my memories and with everything, I 
I feel like I can choose my course, at least a little. And that's a nice feeling. Well, I see it. It isn't where you're from that defines you. It's who you choose to be. You can always choose. Wise Just words. Sometimes having context helps. Yeah, the entire family of murderers and thieves was kind of a useful thing to know. Because turn into some interesting contacts or strings to pull on a pinch. I imagine the murderers and thieves wouldn't be happy about the new god destroying everything. Probably not, but my younger brother really, really, really hated me, and I can't imagine that got a lot better. He also didn't seem like the most um, big picture type from what I can remember, but hopefully you're right. Who knows, maybe you'll have time to repair that, or at least if you can't repair it, hopefully he won't bring enough backup to be a problem. I think I actually would like to try to repair it. I don't know that I can be his brother, per se, but who I was before certainly wasn't a good brother, and I'd like to make some amends for that. Hopefully your parents will be proud to see where you are now. I kind of think they're both dead. But I'm not really sure. Memory fuzzy. They can still be proud. Yeah, fair enough. I'm curious, your friend Burbage mentioned something about an angel trick? Oh, uh, yeah, um, I suspect he told you that I should show you that. If you're comfortable, I would be rather curious to see it. Oh, sure, um... One more ale. Fump. Yeah, so uh, I turned into a ten-foot-tall angel. Burning as I... Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, my. It wasn't joking. It's in... How? How is this possible? I don't know. For some reason, all of my flames are silver. It seems to have something to do with my heritage. Like I said, I... I seem to have been created to be a vessel for Behelet, wielding two types of fire and the power of a god. You know, up until a while ago, that might have sounded exciting to me. Now it just sounds really, really bad. Well, maybe you can find a way to turn this unique trait of yours into an advantage. Let's hope so, because otherwise I fear very much for nice taverns like this one and pleasant conversations like this one. I'm sure there'll be pleasant conversations once those two particularly drunk dead women over there go and change their pants. That was hilarious. <laughs> yes, it tends to have that effect. Given the f I can only speak into people's minds on a limited basis when I'm in that form, normally to scream commands at them like grovel or flee in every language that's ever existed. It's quite funny. I used it on a mayor once who was being problematic. He stopped being problematic. I mean this in the best way, but that's terrifying. Thank you. Have you always been able to do this? No, no. It. From what I've been able to piece together, these powers in some way were something I was born with, but I don't think I understood them then. I... I have access to my flames, but also I can heal people. And I don't remember ever doing that when I was a child, when I worked for my father. 
so I don't think my powers were complete yet. And then Behelit sealed them when I was in her service as the charity of Behelit. I regained it when I rejected her and rejected her order to kill Burbage. Could prove to be a secret weapon, especially if you find some way to prevent her from having any sort of control over you. Yeah, the not getting possessed is sort of moving pretty high up the list of priorities. We're shipping out soon to look for a tome that might be able to help us with that. What is this tome? Uh, it had a long name. Uh, something Avatarana... It seems to be a book that gives the ritual for summoning a god down and placing them in a host, but hopefully also includes something about how to defend from unwilling gods coming down and trying to make you their host. I sure, certainly hope so. That would be unfortunate and tragic and also terrifying if that does succeed and she has access to your turning into an angel ability. I mean, I think, to be fair, she starts as a larger, more powerful angel than I am. She is a god. That is true. It's been a long time since I've had to deal with fighting a god, and I haven't been able to do much recently. Well, I'd say recently in very, fairly relative terms. One of our party members, uh, Hakari, speaks in similarly relative terms with regard to the fact that she's been alive for many thousands of lifetimes. She seems to keep coming back as herself. It's odd. That is definitely unique. It is. It uh, has given her quite the perspective on life, generally. As in, she prefers to spend as much of it as possible not being sober. Can also be a problem. She bit a town guard. That never ends well, but they're oddly used to it, actually. Yeah, they thought about becoming hostile, and then I reminded them that the guardhouse we were standing in was comprised entirely of wood. That calmed them down. I seem to calm people down a lot by reminding them that their entire lives are flammable. I'm not always sure I'm a good person. You're trying to save the world, yes? Trying to make sure this god who doesn't, who obviously does not have the best intentions and seems rather horrible doesn't burst in and destroy everything, yes? Yes, that is true. That makes you a good person. You're not perfect, but then again, no one is. <laughs> Even the best people can make mistakes. Indeed. Perhaps it's a better course to not aim to be the best, but the goodest. Too true. Also a thing to keep in mind. Bad people don't question whether or not they're good. I suppose you're right. I've met a lot of them and none of them seem to have. <sighs> it's been a long time since we. I just got to sit and drink and talk. It's kind of nice, actually. As I've said, normally it's people bursting out of places trying to kill us, arrest us, kill us, arrest us, then kill us. Don't worry, actually. There's no one here that's going to do that, though. There are a couple of people who have since left. It's part of why I recommended you do the angel trick. They looked like they were planning on possibly robbing you. Don't worry. I don't think they're going to try. Once they saw you turn into a ten-foot-tall angel and then realized I was sitting next to you, 
you're good. Mm. I assure you that that wouldn't have gone terribly well for them. But good that they've moved on because it's so much trouble to explain to the authorities why there aren't bodies left. That is true. Though if you have someone with clever enough words, it makes it easier than trying to explain why there are bodies. True enough, true enough. It's it's happened plenty of times. Huh. There was another thing your friend Burbage mentioned. Something about death spell. I really need to talk to him about the whole not being super conversational about things that would be better off as secrets, but you know what? It's a nice day, so sure, we'll just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, so as I mentioned, part of my getting my memories back was learning who I was, and who I learned I was was, um, have you heard of a figure in the underworld, an enforcer among thieves that doesn't tend to leave survivors, the death spell? Sounds familiar. Uh, that was me. Before I was given, or went to Behalit, whichever it was, he seemed to be having a little bit of a hard time dealing with that, since I told him. I'm not entirely sure why, but it was also one of the reasons why I found your comment so comforting of, it's who you choose to be. I may have been who I was in the past, but now I choose to be my family's charity. That's a good choice. I almost had a run-in with who you were, and that probably wouldn't have gone well. So I think you went missing before that happened. So So it was excellent timing. Yes. I'm glad that most of that is behind me, though. Occasionally... I have to reiterate to Burbage that we probably shouldn't be screaming around who I am. Though, as I mentioned, once when a wanted criminal, he literally declared that it was Burbage Kemp Day and told the burning remains of a portable traveling carnival, which we refer to as a fairavan, fair caravan, that it was Burbage Kemp Day because he was Burbage Kemp. We got more bounty hunters on our tail after that. I'm not sure he ever put the two together, that if you're a wanted criminal, you shouldn't scream your name repeatedly. But, um, you know, it was fine. It was fine. We dealt with them. If it makes you feel better, I have this drink here. No one has heard the word of our conversation. Oh, that's good. Just sounds like mindless chatter. I meet with a lot of individuals whose conversation should not be hurt, so I just wear it all the time now. Makes sense. Seems handy. I just sort of wish I could slip that on Burbage and just leave it there without telling him what it was for. If I can ever convince my friend to make another one, I'll make sure to send it your way. That would be quite appreciated. Because he seems a well-meaning fellow, but the more you share these stories, the more they realize he's well-meaning but doesn't always think things through. It's a good way of putting it. I would defend him with my life and absolutely consider him part of my family, and like I said, he's a good person. But sometimes... You want to throttle him. Oh, yeah. Quite frequently. I I recently got downgraded to I'm only allowed to slap him once a week. But it's, uh... It's been necessary. He discovered recently that the sword he wielded, the bright fang, was 
an object of some envy of the communities around where he had grown up because his town was kept safe by magic, whereas they had to struggle quite a bit more. And he just went on a whole rant about how he was special and etc. And I had to remind him that the sword didn't make him special. Being a good person made him special. The sword's back in a dragon's mouth now, so at least the book should be closed on that particular issue. About that, rather unfortunate. Powerful magical swords are not that easy to come by. No, but I think that that also expresses Burbage pretty well. Overall, he had this thing that his family had always had, that his community had always had, and that he had heard stories about throughout his entire life, and it turned him a bit odd once he got to wield it. But once he met the dragon who had had its fangs stolen in order to have the sword made, he thought it was right to give it back to him. Perhaps impetuous? I could understand how having such a powerful artifact on our side would be a good thing. But at the same time, giving something back that was stolen doesn't feel like it's ever the wrong call. That is true. And plus, who knows, you may now have a friend in that dragon. That would certainly be helpful because, again, gods uh, would not mind having a dragon ally, especially an ancient one. Seems your family has found themselves in an incredibly unique situation. I suppose so. I mean, let's see. One of us, as I mentioned, is continually reborn as the same person. Something to do with her god, I believe. One of us is Burbage, who is just incredibly unique generally. And one of us is a Goliath who's scared of other Goliaths, and I'm beginning to suspect it's because she's technically the rightful leader of her entire clan and doesn't want to be for some reason. I've met many who were not keen to rule. Mm. And I can understand that. She's still young, but she's another person that I consider myself lucky to have met. She... It's odd, and I don't think I could ever say this quite to my family, but... She blames herself for the fact that I was killed for not having protected me, even though she helped bring me back, but I don't know how to explain to her, to all of them, that she already saved me. I wouldn't be the person I am without my family. I wouldn't be a person who can look at the gods and decide that I'm tired of being a pawn. They might be more powerful than we are. They might be able to control what we do to some degree, but if they're going to play games with our lives, I would prefer to at least be dice, not entirely for them to determine how I result. I like the way you look at the world. Too often people, and especially adventurers, see things as black and white, straightforward, exactly as it is spelled out. But sometimes you just have to... Look at things and find your own interpretation. Yes. I... You decide what it means. Instead of letting the world decide what it I seem to have spent most of my life and perhaps my life itself with forces beyond our world deciding them, but there's something about having died and seen my family's sadness and felt how good it felt to be alive again that I don't want to let those forces determine everything anymore. I want to save this world. I want to get to live in it. 
and I want my family to be able to, and I want all of the people, nice people like you, like your friends, like the Sandkeepers, to be able to have, I don't know, if not even a completely happy life, at least a life. Sounds like a noble dream indeed. Thank you. Also another ale. Just keep them coming. There aren't many people who can drink me under the table, so I'm sure I can keep up with you. Yes, but if you wanted to find someone who is really going to give you a try, you should try Hikari. As I've said, she's very interested in drinking. I may have to give that a try sometimes. Be nice to finally have someone actually beat me in a drinking contest. Instead of having to pick up after sloppy drunks. Yeah. If you want drinking contests, I'd recommend her. If you want an arm wrestling contest, Stormbringer. She's quite good at that and also has a magical tattoo that helps her with it. So, you know, balance how much you like your shoulder socket being in place. Though I fix up people who lose too badly. So often I meet sorcerers who are talented healers. I cannot say that I have met many other sorcerers, but I have gathered that it is not a particularly common set of abilities. Again, I think it has something to do with my heritage. And the fact that you have some sort of celestial nature in your heritage. Presumably. Though, again, given the fighting the gods, I'm a little worried about what that could mean. And the fact that there's a chance that my father is actually a demon. Burbage saw him in hell. Um, I imagine that's going to be a very uh, potentially awkward family reunion. Since I'll kill him if he tries to harm my family, probably, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Families are complicated, especially the ones you're born to. Yes, apparently. Sometimes they run criminal organizations. Sometimes they're demons. It is what it is. Still, I don't regret much with regard to my life. It's brought me family, it's brought me adventure. I've gotten to see far more things than I ever thought I would. And uh, I think back on things and I do not think I would have been able to sit and enjoy a conversation like this with some drinks with who I was before. The fear would have been too much. Well, just think who you may become in the future. Indeed. One of these days you may prove to the world that there is more to tieflings than their demonic heritage. I think that that would be nice, but... Honestly, I also am not sure how much I care in certain ways, because I've already proven that to my family, and to those friends who have helped us along the way, and it seems to me that sometimes chasing the entire world recognizing what you are is always going to be a fruitless endeavor. Yes, that is fair, but you could start a rebel effect for others. Oh, indeed, and that would be nice, because no one deserves to suffer simply because of what they look like or who they were born as. More people should understand that it's who you choose to be, and certainly people choose to be bad people, but... Sometimes people choose to be bad because they think that's the only thing they can be. Indeed. And sometimes what we think of as people choosing to be bad is just a different set of options. As hard as it is, I do not hate any of those who serve Behelet. They by and large, are just trying to make their own lives better, but the destruction they will bring is too much. 
Oh, look, it looks like your friend Birdbidge is sort of turning, along with my associate. See? Told you she'd bring him back in one piece. Oh, yes, that's good. Looks like he might be a little drunk. Shocking. Truly shocking. She's an alchemist. Sometimes she messes around with different things. I'll get her to pick something to help him not have a massive hangover tomorrow if she did what I thought she did. Uh, I don't know. Leave him with the hangover. There are consequences to our actions. Besides, it's kind of funny when his head hurts. That is true. Though I might see if I can sneak you a copy of her hangover prevention or removal recipe. It could be useful if you have a party member hungover and there's a bunch of people trying to kill you. As a healer, I would appreciate that. Generally, it seems like I could probably make a fortune off of that once this is all done. It's odd to think of this all being done. Hmm. What do you think you will do when it is over? Probably return to one of the towns that we visited, Cliff Mill. One of our family fell there and is encased in the ice. If we resolve this, I should have the power to be able to get him out and bring him back to life without much difficulty. And I have sworn to do that. And after that, I don't know. Cliff Mill seemed like a nice enough place. I've never really chosen where to live, as odd as that sounds. But perhaps there? There are nice people, kind people, good people. They could use a healer. And there's a a friend, or I'm not entirely sure what she is, but I think it would be nice to get to spend more time with her, too. she important to you? Yes. She helped my family revive me. She... She knew who I was before, when I was the death spell, and Oz as it is to perhaps say, she won my admiration when after I'd been revived she threatened to kill me. Because of things that she thought I had done as the death spell. Crimes and atrocities that she thought I'd committed. They had actually been schemes and lies to save people, but it takes a good person, in my mind... To help a group that they've agreed to help revive someone and then believing that that person is bad, only then ascertain whether they were bad and be willing to do what was necessary. I, of course, also managed to explain to her that she should not kill me and that it was fine. It was just a plan and I hadn't actually killed lots of children, but it was nice. It's an interesting thing to admire someone for, but... Perhaps someday you can go, you, when you return, you can learn more about her, and maybe learn from her. Yeah. There was something that she said to Burbage and told me that she'd said afterwards of that stuck with me, and that's why I smiled when you said something similar. If we are our choices, what does that make a bad person who chooses something good as their next action? Someone who wants to... Change their life and perhaps even change the world. I think as good an answer as any to the question, but one that I try to keep in mind. I am not defined by my past. Not even defined by my present. I am defined by the person I want to be and that I want to be with my family. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. 
Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. Waffles Maple Syrup, and we play Pathfinder 2E and all sorts of different TTRPGs. You're about to listen to our time travel homebrew campaign called Time Has Passed. Check it out! Doldren just comes charging up this way towards where uh, L ran off to and sees that rune still there and Tanigal attacking uh, L and be like, I said the rune! As he just mm. turns charges at it. And I again, just jumps, leaps, and swings with them all. Why would anybody want to be a human? That's stupid. If... Most people don't get a choice. I mean, but we did. That's a lot of damage. I have no weapons aside from my body. Oh dear. Oh my! <laughs> uh, oh my! You see this humanoid shape enclosed in a white robe form in the void of your dreams. As we zoom into where his face should be, there is nothing but blackness. The blackness that leaks from his hood begins to enshroud your mind, wrapping around you in this space. I need all of you to make a will saving throw. And if you like what you just heard, search Waffles Maple Syrup, one word, and give us a subscribe. Thanks!